What you are about to hear are accounts of real pro wrestling events. Some names, mostly ours, have been changed to protect the innocent. Welcome to Snap Judgments. It's your boy Justin JLB, Mr. RCMP himself. This is the North Report. We're going to switch it up a bit, kind of give it my own style, my own type of personality here. So we're calling it the North Report because it's your boy from the North. So why not? And, um,. Today, first of all, before we get into what we will be discussing, we are going to let you know right off the bat that this is brought to you by the Tatnus Co. Network, where you can find such great podcasts like ours, but you can also find Carpool Shenanigans, In the Dice Box Slam, Basement Bullshit, and a whole bunch of others at tatnusco.com. So check them out. Uh, because they have a variety of a different kind of podcast for all your listening needs. So certainly check that out. Now, this is your North Report, and we are going to discuss Monday Night Raw. More specifically, the July 13th edition of Monday Night Raw. This, of course, is going to be the last Raw before the horror show extreme rules the horror show and um i don't know what can i tell you didn't really get me that uh, that excited for the horror show to be honest with you so let's break it down a little uh usually i would go match by match kind of ordeal i might kind of do that but we'll see uh, it's going to be more of a little discussion a little debate but uh, i'll break down uh i'll i'll break down what is important uh, from what you missed from Raw, essentially. So let's get right to it. So as I mentioned, uh, Monday Night Raw is obviously still at the Performance Center, and uh, it is your July 13th edition. So the show right off the bat did do a good job in promoting tonight's Raw, as right off the bat we had four matches being confirmed. So we had the Raw Women's Champion match, Tag Team Championship match, where it's going to be Oscar and Kerry Zane versus uh, the Women's cha- Tag Team Champions, Sasha Banks and Bayley. We also got announced Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins, R-Truth versus Randy Orton, which is completely random, and the Viking Raiders versus Angel Garza and Andrade. So, um, yeah, like I mentioned uh, so right off the bat, you already know that the match of the night is going to be the tag team championship match. And honestly, they didn't disappoint. It was a fairly good match. It showcased all these women in a bright light as they all each got their time. We saw even more with Kari Zane. She did that elbow drop that I just completely love. And that match uh, was your ender for the evening, your main event. But uh, I'm talking about it first just because, honestly, if there's something you want to watch on Raw, that is it. That is it right there. That was a good time. Um, And definitely go to that straight away if you PVR'd it. You're not sure what to watch because, honestly, the rest of the show was meh. Um, You know, it starts off. it's It's the same thing over and over and over again i think raw has started off with the vip lounge this entire month maybe more 
but this entire month it has been nothing but the VIP lounge to start off the show. We see Drew McIntyre come, we, well, we see MVP come out with Bobby Lashley, shoot their spiel. Uh, then McIntyre randomly comes. It's always been kind of the same thing. Whether it's the VIP lounge or Drew McIntyre starting off the show, it has been the same exact thing over and over again. Now, I do get that, you know, um, you know, Drew McIntyre is your champion, so maybe he should start off the show. Um, and it just, it's, but not necessarily, you don't even need to. So let me get to it before I just go crazy. Uh, the VIP lounge, you had MVP whose guest was going to be, uh, Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler basically, um, mentioned that, you know, he's still going to wait to t say what the, uh, the stipulation is for the match for this Sunday, because to be quite honest with you, I don't think they know either. Uh, but, you know, MVP is obviously on Ziggler's side, saying he's giving him credit for waiting until the last minute to tell him. Ziggler basically mentions, you know, oh, I'm gonna... I'm going to get the old McIntyre back who was essentially fired and whatever. So it was all that. Drew McIntyre comes out. He sucker punches Ziggler. And it's just, it's whatever. It just ends up being just whatever. It's subpar. Uh, I don't care anymore. I'm sick and tired of seeing MVP is phenomenal talent. Okay. MVP is phenomenal He's great. I like when he talks on the mic, but they're overusing him. The fact that I see him every night, every Monday night on the same portion of the show, and then also seeing him later on during the show, just with random backstage segments, gets me freaking annoyed. Like, I love the guy, but don't push him all in our face every chance you get you're abusing his skill set and then you're making that skill set not worthy anymore and you know Bruce Pritchard mentioned he, he was getting stressed out and tired and he might need a break look I get it you're running two shows you're definitely going to need a break and when I, I say this truthfully and respectfully what do you need a break from you're doing the exact same thing on each show I get that it's very difficult, but at the same time, you're kind of running the same storyline over and over again. Your, your, um, your layout is essentially always the same. The only thing that's kind of good on this show uh, is the, your tag team champions. Your tag team champions are still very entertaining. Um, they might be perhaps getting a little... Uh, wishy-washy and all of the same because they showed the they showed the same clip again of their um, what do you call it they, they showed the same clip of them being the best tag team champions again this week which one I have no idea why but whatever it played into their thing and I didn't kind I didn't really mind it I honest to God didn't really mind it um, and then I don't know what you're doing with like so next up we have the andrade andrade garza versus uh the viking raiders in a tag team elimination match this match was decent you know it was good i just don't know what you're doing with these two guys first it seemed like you were going to 
Uh, they were always arguing and they were gonna fight and now they're kind of back together. They seem to be in terms. Um, the action was decent. It was a decent match and it was an elimination tag match. So it added a little spice to it and it wasn't bad. Essentially Andrade and Garza defeated the Viking Raiders. Um, and it ended up just being, uh, one of the Viking Raiders. I forget which one. I want to say Ivar. Um, you know, um, Arvor versus Garza. And... It was a it was a decent match, and we saw you know we saw Andrade help Garza like three times during the match. It was dope. It was cool. Like I didn't mind it, but it's just ah, I don't know, man. Like so, keep in mind this wasn't for the te uh, well, they're not even the tag team champions, but they're trying to prove themselves to go against the Profits because they want to be uh, the next tag team champions. Yeah, so it, like it was okay. It's just. Yeah, I, I, I guess I don't mind it. I guess I didn't mind it. It's just I don't know what you're doing with the Viking Raiders now. Because now you're not doing the Street Profit thing. And now you're making the Viking Raiders lose. They were supposed to be this crazy tag team. And I get you want to build up Andrade and Garza. Uh, like, I don't know. I don't hate it necessarily. But I still think it's a tad weird. It's a tad weird how you're going about it. And then what are you doing with Garza and Andrade? I imagine this is going to lead to them to lose against the Street Profits and then go against each other. But now they seem like they're back in the same page because last week Randy Orton kind of helped them out and gave Garza a little pep talk. Really weird. Um, so I don't know. Bruce Pritchard, that's on you, bud. Um, next up, we have a whole Ruby Riot session where Ruby Riot uh, and the Iconics have a backstage segment. Basically, Ruby Riot is uh, just, you know, Iconics talking their trash. And they say, well, you know, you still have no friends. Who are you going to face us? Who are you going to face us as a who's your tag team partner kind of thing? And then we get the EST of WWE, the bestest, the fastest, the smartest, Bianca Belair. And thank God we have a new face. I was shocked that it wasn't Live Morgan or Liv Morgan, however you want to say her name. But this was Bianca Belair. And finally, we get to see some fresh talent on the on Raw. And it was a good time. I enjoyed seeing Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair did the KOD, the kiss of death, to um, to uh, one of the uh, one of the um, iconics. I think it was Billy Kay, and they ended up winning. Like it was an okay match. It was whatever. I thought Ruby Riot and Bianca Belair uh, did good together. Maybe make them as a tag team because it seems like honestly the ta women's tag team division is kind of the only thing that's that's somewhere on the map with this whole little thing everything is kind of washed down okay because you're doing the same thing like i i get the feud between ziggler and mcintyre now please please bear with me i mean no i'm going all over the place but i'm also expressing the frustration because this is the north report after all all right you want the raw results it is there i will run it down for you maybe at the end or something but basically Everything else in this the thing seems washed out. Cool, you had the thing with Drew McIntyre and uh, Dolph Ziggler. You know, uh, I get it. They, they were they were partners before, and you're making that whole storyline go. But you're just basically rehearsing the same crap over and over again. Last week was cool. You had kind of the moment with Heat Slater, and that was nice. But it's just essentially the same thing over and over. Um... But all that to basically say that Riot and um, Belair won the match and uh, Belair won with the KOD. So that was fun, though. That was all right. That was decent. They're a good tag team. 
it would be uh, it would be pretty awesome to see them uh, back together. Uh, well, not back together, but as a tag team rather. Um, next up, we got this whole thing with our truth and Randy Orton. They're facing each other for some reason. Um, I don't really know why they're facing each other. Well, they had a little thing with uh, R Truth wanted uh, help from Garza. Uh, Garza. R Truth wanted help from Tazawa. Um, and basically, like, ahead of the schedule math, Randy and R Truth agreed to defend his 24 championship against. Uh, uh, Akira Tozawa, who was accompanied by three ninjas. So that's what was going to happen. So our truth versus Randy Orton was going to happen later. Uh, before anything could happen, though, Shayna Baszler made her first Raw appearance. That's right, folks. Shayna Baszler is back. Uh, basically, she hasn't been on Raw since May. And she basically obliterated Tozawa's backup from there. The ninjas, she basically just did her Kimura lock and she slammed a bunch of the ninjas. R-Truth just left and he says, I'll let myself out. Queen of Spades then issues a warning to the women's division, promising a reality check and that she is the reality. Great to see Shayna Baszler back. And it's about time. I wonder, uh, Vince uh, didn't seem too, too keen on her being... Uh, you know, the head of the WWE division, but man, it was refreshing to see her. And she is that cutthroat wrestling that we do need. Um, maybe it's because we haven't seen her in a while, but you know, it, it looked decent. It was in a random weird. And again, it's at the expense of Tazawa. Like, Jesus, man, do something with Tazawa. This is ridiculous. Also really fed up with what they're doing with Ricochet because man, that's also such phenomenal talent. And you're just making... Uh, you know, Bobby Lashley and MVP, you're making them, you're making Ricochet and Alexander, Alexander, the little bitches. Like, it's just so fed up. I'm just so fed up with it. But great to see Shayna Baszler back. That's awesome. I love it. Um, along with that, we get, you know, Seth Rollins comes out uh, again. He starts talking about the eye for an eye match. He doesn't know how it ended up becoming like this. And it's a literal eye for an eye match. Um, and, you know, he said he, he's preparing Ray. He's like, listen, this is on you. All that jazz. Kevin Owens decides to come out. And Kevin uh, Kevin Owens mentions, hey, listen, like you brought this on yourself. Ray Mysterio was a great guy, nice guy. And the fact that you brought him to this level of wanting him to literally take out your eye is just astonishing enough. Yeah, quote, I think what I find more disturbing is that you're such a scumbag, Owen said before reminding Rollins that he savagely attacked a genuinely nice dude. And uh, Owens invoked the name of Jean-Pierre Lefette before pulling out an eye patch. This brought out Murphy, whom Alistair Black cut off as the show headed to a break and then thus made a match between Alistair Black versus uh, Murphy, which gives away to a Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins match. Um, so this was pretty decent how they did this, I guess. Uh, it was a little bit different. Essentially, the Murphy match ends up being really interrupted by Rollins right away, but then 
Murphy gets run out of the ring and then you have Rey Mysterio, Dominic, and Kevin, o uh, not Kevin Owens, but Rey Mysterio, Dominic, and Aleister Black all around the ring as Kevin Owens is facing Seth Rollins. So, you know, Rollins controlled the pace, forcing Owens into a defensive and then changed when KO blasted the his opponent with a super kick. DDT followed for a two. Rollins answered with a blockbuster uh, for a near fall of his own. And then the match basically crescended with Rollins raking Owens in the eye, only to be distracted by his rivals at ringside. Owens then recovered and dropped him with a stunner to pick up the win. So Black essentially defeated Murphy via disqualification, and Owens defeated Rollins. Nice little decent, uh, decent little equation here. At least you didn't take up more time than you needed to. It was decent enough, and I get you got to push the Ray, um, Ray and Rollins eye for an eye match. So you know, like, so, and it's kind of weird though because it also makes it seem that. Rollins is going to lose at this eye for an eye match, right? You're building up Rey Mysterio, you're building him up, but there's rumors that Rey Mysterio is working on a match-to-match -match basis right now. He's not under a contract. So, you know, how can WWE justify Rollins beating Rey Mysterio in a blow-off to their rivalry when everything about this program just, you know, points to Rey getting his revenge on the pay-per-view? So, you're just going to make Rey lose? Essentially... Uh, I imagine maybe some, they're going to do something with Dominic. I imagine Dominic is on a performance deal or something. So Dominic is going to get involved. Maybe avenge Rey Mysterio kind of ordeal. Uh, and then, so I imagine this is going to continue on. Um, at the same time, like, I don't know what you're doing with Aleister Black. Um, you know, uh, I, I, this whole thing, like, this has got to stop. Like, I'm kind of done. I'm still not sick of the soul Seth Rollins Messiah thing and maybe I'm not going to be because every so often when I think I'm going to get sick he just comes out with a little addition to his character uh, but over all in all it's really been the same same thing over and over and over again so uh, I don't know um, and then we get this whole legend killer thing again with Randy Orton and R-Truth yeah um I mean, basically after a promo, uh, Flair said in a pre-match that Randy Orton won't really hurt you. Um, Truth didn't even take off his belt. And then Randy Orton teases, uh, basically gives him the RKO for the win. Teases out that he's going to punt him. Big Show interrupts Orton, challenging Big Show to an unsanctioned match for next Monday's show. To which the Giant um, accepted. So, I don't know, one, why they didn't just put this on the Extreme Rules. Like, you could have in an unsanctioned match that works with Extreme Rules. Um, I guess maybe with an unsanctioned match, you would have had to have done it at the end of the show, but not necessarily. You could have just had, a, like, an intermission kind of style and make this match go there. I don't know. Don't know why you just didn't use this for Extreme Rules. Um, they seem to be making their pay-per-views a little bit shorter now. So maybe they didn't want to add any more to the show. Um, yeah, and that was that. I guess it was all right. It was decent enough. Um, I just don't see this match being any good, though. I don't even know why the big show is there, technically. Probably going to be there to promote his show uh, on Netflix. I think season two is coming out soon. So there is that. 
Uh, we basically see MVP. Jeez. Uh, yeah. So we basically see MVP uh, try to keep on uh, recruiting Ricochet. Ricochet doesn't want it. Um, and yeah, so it's pretty much Ricochet versus MVP. What? Yeah, Ricochet versus MVP in a matchup. And uh, basically, this match just goes, you know, the almighty is lightning quick start, but the one and only uh, tripping Ricochet on the apron, tossing him into the guardrail. He's overwhelmed by a smaller opponent with the obvious strength advantage, but Ricochet uh, resiliency proved frustrating. The high-flying babyface dropped Lashley with an enziguri and standing shooting star press for a near fall. Um... So, yeah, it was technically MVP, though. Uh, Bobby Lashley, excuse me. So it was Ricochet versus Bobby Lashley. Essentially, it was your whatever match where Lashley pretty much gets the upper hand and MVP uh, basically smacks uh, Ricochet and, you know, starts... And Alexander tries to get involved, but MVP gets Alexander into the full Nelson to... Um, you know, like, it was a fun match. I just hate the fact, that, you know, like, Ricochet looked bright. He looked, you know, as good as he always does. Um, you know, and it's just kind of messed up. Like, he was the he was the breakout performer for Raw for, like, the longest time. And then he kind of faded into the background. Um, and he's already proved himself in big match situations. But... You know, when it comes to Lashley, they just make him like his little bitch. It's the most annoying thing in the world because he's so talented. And I'm done. Like, I don't know why I'm not happy with Lashley. Uh, you know, he has MVP as a good mouthpiece. He looks the part. It's just I'm bored of his moves. The only moves I can call recall is his spear and his full Nelson. That's it. It's ridiculous. Um, and then next up, we got the main event, which was a phenomenal matchup. Um, you know, we got uh, the Kabuki Warriors versus uh, the, they're, by the way, now they're called the Golden Role Models. I don't know when that exactly happened, but that's what they're called. So as I mentioned, ahead of that, they basically mentioned uh, that they were going to show the package again to show how they're such great champions. And this match, to be honest with you, was a great back and forth. Um, and this was like a very longer match and it was uninterrupted kind of pay-per-view style match. And this is kind of cool. They did this in NXT for a bit where it's limited uh, commercials. They should kind of do the same deal here, especially with their main events. It makes it seem that much more legitimate. And with this match, it really helped because it was nonstop action. It was a really good, really fun match. Um, you know, there was one commercial interruption. It says limited programming, so it doesn't mean that there's not going to be. Um, but yeah, there was one commercial interruption. But essentially, aside from that, though, um, it just it just was a really, really good match. It showcased everyone really well. Um, Zayn was sold to perfection and fired up in the late match when appropriate. Bailey and Banks made her look even better, something they have done for anyone they have shared the ring with over the last two months. And I really like how Bailey and Banks is just also helping out the face characters, which in reality is what a heel should do. And I think they're doing a phenomenal job because I think with 
every time Zayn has faced either Banks or Bailey, or you know the match from Bailey from last week, or was it two weeks ago? Zayn looked amazing, and this is what I like. This is what I want to see because Kari Zayn is phenomenal talent. She was amazing in NXT, absolutely amazing. And then when she came to the main brand, she got pushed. But it just goes to show you, if you're put with the right stars, it can work out. And ultimately, though, unfortunately, the Kabuki Warriors don't get the win. I would have maybe have liked to have seen this maybe be the moment. Well, I this maybe be the moment where they lose their titles. Um, where they lose their titles. Um, and then they end up getting a rematch at Extreme Rules. So, yes, we would basically see... Uh, Banks and Bailey twice because they both have world championship matches and then see them on the tag team. But you know what? I wouldn't mind that. You wouldn't necessarily be pushing anything down my throat because Bailey, Banks, Oscar, and Zayn have probably been your most entertainment on Raw for the past month because everything else is the same. Granted, Banks and Bailey are the same as well. But there's something about it that just keeps it entertaining. It just works. They put great matches. Lashley's not so fun. Andrade and Garza are cool, are great. But sometimes they don't, you know, like it's a decent match. But there's nothing building up. You don't have that storyline that you're building up. Um, You know, the Seth Rollins, I feel doesn't give his most when he's a heel in terms of match but again as the heel you're not maybe supposed to but at the same time the people that he's fighting there's nothing really there like uh granted he fought kevin owens and that was a decent match kevin owens is phenomenal talent too though so it could work but when he faces like for instance when he faces alistair or something like that it's just, it kind of falls flat. And I, I personally think uh, Rollins as a face ends up being a better wrestler um, in that regard. So, you know, there was a few little things and the whole Ruby Ride and Iconics thing. What are they doing with that? The Randy Orton and Big Show thing. Uh, you know, the Legend Killer thing has been done already. Like, I'm okay with it. We'll see what happens. Um... And so for Raw, honestly, if it wasn't for that tag team championship match and maybe Baszler coming out and uh, saying that she's back and ready to take over the women's division, I think I probably would have gave this Raw like a 2.5 out of 5. Um, you know, it definitely wouldn't have been good. Um, I am curious to see what the uh, what, what the Ziggler stipulation is going to be, but we're going to find that at Extreme Rules. So, you know, that segment was essentially pointless. The sucker punch was whatever, but I get it. You need to build the match. And, you know, they're obviously not on SmackDown. So, I do get that. That's fine. So, essentially, as of right now, I believe we have about six matches for the card for Extreme Rules. Uh, and I am going to break that down for you. Um, so, here we go. So, first and foremost, I imagine... The Jeff Hardy and Sheamus bar fight match. So, no, we won't start there. So, right off the bat, we got the WWE Championship as Drew McIntyre will face Dolph Ziggler in a stipulation that is to be determined. Um, 
<coughs> so we will certainly see what happens there. That They're at least making it interesting because I don't think Dolph Ziggler is going to be winning that match. But they're at least making that interesting. The Raw Women's Championship, Asuka versus Sasha Banks. That should be a good match. Sasha Banks did amazing with um, the NXT champion. I'm going to botch her name, so I'm not even going to try and say it just out of respect. After that, though, we got the SmackDown Women's Champion, Bayley versus Nikki Cross. This should be all right. Bailey has been doing really good in the ring as of late. And she's really gotten into her hero character and it's really working for her now. Nikki Cross can be phenomenal talent. She hasn't really been showing it though in Raw on WWE's main roster. But in NXT, she was pretty spot on. So hopefully Bailey brings that out of her. We also do got Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins in an eye for an eye match. Right off the bat, I think this is going to be a cin cinematic match. I don't know what they're going to do with this. Are they gonna, I don't think they're going to show you an eye or something like that. And if they do, it's going to be really, really cheesy. Like almost it's going to be like AJ Styles' hand from the Boneyard match, if you will. So we will see what happens there. Um, I imagine this will be a cinematic match though too. On top of that, uh, I do. So as I mentioned, Ray is kind of on a contract basis. I imagine Rollins is going to win and Dominic is going to seek revenge. That's my go-to. United States champion got Apollo Crews versus MVP. I don't care. This will probably be on the um, on the pre-show. Apollo Crews was getting momentum, and then he just kind of got put into the side. I'm happy he's the United States champion. Keep it on Cruz. Do not give it to MVP. You got to push Cruz up more. They were doing good with him, and then it kind of just went meh. So, yeah. Um, we got the Tag Team Championships, New Day versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro in a tables match. Interesting, uh, interesting, uh, interesting concept here. Uh, you know what, man? Give it to Shinsuke and Cesaro. Let them do something with it. Give them something to go off of. You've kind of just putting them randomly here and there. The fact that, you know, they're sick and tired of being left in the background as a storyline is decent enough, I guess. But you got to push them. They're both phenomenal wrestlers. And them as a tag team can be unstoppable and the top of your brand. You just got to give them the go-ahead and maybe give them, like, a, a manager or something to help them out. Because those two are great sam bring sam uh, sammy zane probably doesn't want to uh do anything uh but you know bring give someone else give someone else there but more of a, a powerful talking figure sammy zane's great but he's too he's too cocky which you don't really need you need kind of like a a strong mouthpiece if you will um so there's that you know, I just hope Shinsuke uh, and uh, Cesaro win. They deserve it. Not that New Day doesn't, but New Day's had their uh, chance in the spotlight. Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus in a bar fight. Um, again, with this, you know, it's probably going to be a cinematic match. And um, although it's kind of cheesy, I do appreciate the symbolism behind it. And it should be a good time. It should, well, you know, an all right time. I'm more interested in the match now that it's a bar fight than I even was, period, before I even before I thought it was a singles match. This storyline for me was completely ridiculous. They kind of got my attention and they made the whole DUI thing work, but it's been dragged on, essentially. And for it to be a bar fight, kind of like that style, 
you can make it a cinematic match and make it a bit more interesting. So we will certainly see what happens there. And um, yeah, and that's it. So it should be a good time in that regard. We'll see if there's any matches that are going to be announced um, on SmackDown. We got Matt Riddle and AJ Styles on SmackDown, though, as the, as the, as the main event. That's announced. Why wouldn't you wait for Extreme Rules? That would have been like the perfect match for Extreme Rules. It would have made people tune in. Essentially, the only match that seems decent enough is, you know, your women's matches. Uh, well, more so Asuka versus Sasha Banks. But I've really liked what Bailey has been doing. Um, oh, how can I forget the Swamp Fight? <laughs> well, I can, actually. Uh, but whatever. It's going to be great to see Bray Wyatt in a match. So you got uh, Bray Wyatt, which will be legit Bray Wyatt, not The Fiend, because it's the old Bray Wyatt, the Buzzards Bray Wyatt, versus um, <clears throat> Braun Strowman in a non-title match. So that's the key, key word here non-title so basically riot's most likely gonna win this match though the only problem with this match though is it's pointless there's not really a storyline you already kind of did this and you're just kind of bringing it back because you don't know what else to do with braun um so that's the only issue i have i'm still curious about it there's a lot of matches i'm curious about but don't necessarily care for the only match i really 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 want to see is oscar versus banks and then I'm curious, you know, that, that's it. That's the only match I really, really, really want to see. Maybe I kind of want to see the Ray versus Seth Rollins. But again, that just beats the curiosity of how they're going to do the eye for an eye. So this match is really based on a whole lot of curiosity. And hopefully this is the last time they do a pay-per-view name with a slogan. Like, that seems to be their bag now. They did that for Backlash. The greatest match ever. Now we got Extreme Rules, the horror show. So that's it. That's my spiel. North Report is a little long, um, but you know, it's 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 my it's my platform, and gosh darn it, I'm gonna use it. I'm gonna express how I'm feeling. Hope you enjoyed the North Report. It's your boy Justin JLB, Mr. RCMP himself. Of course, you can follow me at JLB420. Real Talk Radio is my podcast. That is the brand at Real Talk Radio 8, anchor.fm slash RTR. Um, at Raw and Order, WBU is our, this is basically our tag for the our wrestling podcast, if you will. Um, and you know, you can check us out uh, there as well for all your wrestling needs at Raw and Order WBU on Twitter anchor.fm slash raw and order wbu if you want to buy some merch or support us you can go to spreadshirt shop.spreadshirt slash raw and order wbu pull a bunch of t-shirts we're not cops i'm not in a real rcmp but gosh darn it kayfabe wise i am so so you can get a not a cop t-shirt all the links will be in the doobly doos which is also a shirt that you can cop there's also the Patreon account. You want to pay 
uh, to help us out to support, you certainly can do that. Um, there is little benefits in doing so. You can be part of one of our episodes. You can also request a review of an old pay-per-view or whatever wrestling DVD or show that you want. There is a poll up now of legendary pay-per-views there. So you can certainly check that out. Um, and yeah. That's it, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. It's a little bit long, but I hopefully I made it entertaining. And that is it. That is all. Ciao for now. <laughs>